Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? Are you out there? Are you listening? Coming to you live from behind enemy lines of Chirac, Illinois, where I found a couple of random homeless people to come hang out and listen with me today. I don't know what the heck's going on here, but geez, it's a, it's a, something's weird happening in this world today where you just random people come in and start hanging out with you. I don't know. Anyways, I kid, I kid, uh, J-Bone falling, popping in here today to come hang out. Uh, apparently on Jay's day off, I have to start the show with something that keeps making me cry every time I listen to it, but um, what do you say we listen? Not alone. We can cry together, friend. Let's do it.
changes, never changes. You heard your children then, you hear your children now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You answered prayers back then, and you will answer now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You were providing then, you are providing now. You are the same God. You are the same
Every time, oh, if that doesn't inspire you, oh, I got something else that certainly will. I have um, two people who have become uh, close friends, uh, Fallen and J-Bell, uh, joining me here today. Uh, We're going to read and watch um, M3's blog that he dropped yesterday, day before. Uh, Joe covered it last night, um, and but I want to read the whole blog to you guys, and then we'll have a little discussion with uh, J-Bell and Fawn here. First, I just want to welcome Fawn, J-Bell. Welcome to the party, pal. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like uh, we get a do-over. Yeah. Uh, start over. Hi. <laughs> uh it was it was oh, it was fun come on the random the random yeah. just ran, fun shows are fun aren't they not it doesn't always have to be organized and you know the rest anything can be fun in retrospect i had fun i hope you guys had fun saturday night too and uh and paulie with a with uh finishing up the show with an interesting discussion that yeah but anyways uh your thoughts uh just in general guys um we're, how are you guys feeling today for first of all everyone out there that's uh listening today thank you all for being here today um fallen was doing a stream and he's doing work and because of fuckery on truth earlier him and i got nothing done and <laughs> <laughs> and so uh so he's still working apparently jay you, you got the day off today huh yeah i do i'm so excited i'm glad you're here hanging with us so fallen's still streaming right now if you want to watch him do the pixels thing um i just first want to welcome everybody into the show here today thank you guys for being here today do me a favor when you guys get time bookmark the website on censoredabe.com uh, you'll be able to find everything you need about uh how to get a hold of me where to find the show where all the good stuff's at all, all the yeah all that stuff so do me a favor when you get time though bookmark the website if you want to get a hold of me or if you want to help keep the lights on that's where you can do it we appreciate mike lindell mypillow.com my backslash abe for all they do to help lift up content streamers and uh for his of his fight for election integrity as well and for all of those recently with the buy me a coffees chris again the most recent thank you guys very much for your love support and prayers i appreciate you all very much and i thank you all for being here today in our our impromptu church sessions that have been starting to happen around here yeah if i don't if i don't find a way to do it along with you guys it just ain't gonna get done so you get to do you get to go through it with me z patriots over there on uh on uh excuse me twitch uh who cares news several others out there lurking and listening on twitch today thanks for being here today guys rumble crowds always out there lurking and listening as always do me a favor hit that plus button please i appreciate please i appreciate you all and all the lurkers out there on tiger network foxhole or excuse me uh um facebook yeah that's what it's called cloud hub and wherever else you may be listening today thank you all for being here today much love and god bless you all so i have a um I don't know, just kind of a chill session today. I, I definitely want to start off with uh, Methods blog, so we're going we're gonna to go straight to that here. And I want to read the whole blog. I, I Because I was listening to it for the second time today, the, 
just the, the audio version of what he said, uh, and then doing show prep and stuff. I didn't get a chance to fully read the blog, so, so because of that, you guys get to do that with me too. So that's kind of how it works. If it's stuff that I can't get done off stream, then you get to come in and you get to do it with me when I'm live. That's kind of how it's going to work. Um, and it is a, a must read in my opinion. Even if you don't know who Methods is, it's 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 that impactful it's powerful every one of them has been and and that's why i want to spend the time because i'm i'm, I'm sure he's going to be wanting to uh work his way back into the party here and i know he will be reaching out to to us to you know to kind of get back into the game a little bit i know he wants to get back in the fight in some kind of ways and uh and help um you know guide us because i quite obviously we could use a captain in the fight so that's that's the plan i think for him but uh i want to spend some time talking about it and and having us together um as the uncensored family just kind of go through the blog read it and um and you know uh discuss it so without further ado um obs can finally figure out what, where it wants to go there you go here uh, it is please please share screen for my audience roger that will do all right, here we go, guys. All right, let me um, make this bigger for, for everybody out there and for myself because I'm blind. That's better. And okay, here we go. Methods, God bless you, brother. I'm, you did the smart thing that the rest of us probably should have done over the holidays and just kind of step back from it all, remind ourselves what's important, spend the time with the family and re-engage re in, in what's real, and then kind of bring us some, you know, that perspective from it. And it's, um, it's, um, I'm glad you're doing it because I know I need it. And so if it's, if, it, if it's just one person that you're impacting methods, and I know it's not just one, uh, know that you're impacting my life with what you're doing here. So I appreciate you very much, brother. I look forward to having some more conversations with you in the near future as well. Here we go. When embarking on a journey of introspective discovery with no clear destination, nation, taking pit stops to the rest of from your travels is inevitable. As much as you may enjoy the progress and revelations along the way, staring into the fractured mirror of your soul can raise the levels of fatigue to the point that you must take a break to prepare for the next leg of your journey. This may be only in regards to my personal experience, but then again, this is my ride and you accepted the invite, so this will be through my eyes as you willingly choose to sit shotgun. As much as appropriate, as much as I appreciate the company, I must warn you that the the road ahead is not for the faint of heart and those unable to table their own emotions while processing harsh truths or views. With that said, I suggest you buckle up and be prepared for winding turns and weathered roads ahead. After I recently made the call to take my foot off the gas for a bit, even perhaps, even though perhaps more as necessity than an elective course correction, I decided it was way past my time for me to venture outside of the digital territory that I had spent the last half decade of my life living in. Not as a tantrum child running away from home, but more so a search party for my understanding of other worlds and lifestyles outside of my own. The common theme of recent history has been much preaching about avoiding echo chambers and becoming closed-minded of which I entirely agree with and wanted to check my own mental status for any shortcomings. Now that I that now that is not necessarily a slight towards any specific situation or overall territory that I've called home, but more so a realization that I wasn't giving myself the best chance to be well-rounded in any perceptions or understandings that I might sculpt of the world in general. Part of my motivation was the was the potential to acquire better critical thinking skills or 
or other various metaphorical tools that have been up until now entirely foreign to me. However, I would be lying to you if I said I wasn't partially prompted to venture out because of a growing discouragement I've had with the direction, the direction that my homeland was trending. I guess after you've spent so much time laser focused on goals of the collective and then end up stepping back to evaluate your surroundings, you very well could be blindsided with disappointment over what you perceived as reality compared to the actual functions and roguelike uses of the machine you volunteered to help build and maintain. The right... The rising tensions of the world stage can, can create such callous feelings to, towards what is understood as opposition. Even though I wouldn't expect anyone to be able to fully comprehend my true stance on life without spending a decent amount of time in my orbit. Even still, their decades, their decodes of my points of view would be educated guesses at best as anyone has the freedom to have a forever revolving door of updated opinions and pivoting takes on whenever new information arises, an easy example of this misguided hate would be the act of giving catch-all labels fueled by negativity and hatred by the polar opposite ideological spectrum, riddled with accusations and claims I could easily laugh off due to them being almost comically false, Another bit of pill I had to swallow when I stepped back was that it's not just the adversaries camp that can resort to such similar tactics, which in all honesty has been an increasingly depressing scenario to witness. A soulless lack of compassion for humanity in an environment fueled with hubris-driven influence is what I'd imagine would be the societal landscape of a dystopian nightmare of which I pray is not becoming an impending reality. A quote about pride and falling comes to mind. I went into this expedition with the understanding that I would need to disregard my preconceived notions about anyone in order to best see the world through their eyes. This is by no means giving a pass to any of their views or actions, but I couldn't allow my emotions to cloud the type of understanding I was seeking out. Many times throughout my work, in spreading a variety of material needed as artillery in an information war, I would be consistently greeted with cries about being unable to even costume consume the content due to the pure disdain and blinding hatred of the people or actions within it. It troubled me greatly to see someone get in their own way by being uh, so disgusted and angry with the characters involved that they would immediately tune out the information intended to equip themselves with in order to wake up others, all because they couldn't balance out their own emotions. Those who have followed along with my thoughts since the turning over of the presidential leadership can attest to my hyper-focus on the ability to keep a firm grip on the wheel of one's emotions. As I write now, as I write this now, I believe in, in that, thank you, Daddy Crab, Semper Fi, brother. As I write this right now, I believe in that more than ever, especially with the weight of the world becoming heavier, plus the overall toxicity that seems to transpire when casually questioning the intentions or beliefs of others. Um, let's see here. Come on. There we go. Uh, due to my obsessively curious nature and my tendency to chase butterflies for clarity, one of the common themes I ran into across my random lurking ventures was the apparent and disheartening addiction to easily just debunkable information, observing people get offended and often becoming defensive and spiteful wherever their stance is questioned or, or even disproved. It's probably one of the main culprits wherever I had to step away for a little bit 
whenever I had to step away for a little bit so I don't become just as cold-hearted. It truly had baffled me to watch someone be knowingly wrong while the factual elephant of truth wasn't just in the corner of the room but actually center stage. And yet both the falsehood dealer and their customers would rather win the argument through brute force instead of practicing humility and respecting fact over fiction. However, while I try to wrap my head around such a counterproductive dynamic being the chosen leader and their followers, I had an epiphany that I hadn't considered to include until then. Maybe it's just because of the skyrocketing tensions in life due to a variety of actions by the insidious power structures of the world, or perhaps it's just as simple as despising one's current status or reality, but I have noticed an abundance of examples that I consider to be long-term effects of escapism. Not just the bizarre trends of fiending for doom porn hypotheticals or blindly joining in dog piles that are championed by their favorite content creators in order to exile criticisms that they tarnish brands and egos that may tarnish brands and egos, but the wildly concerning comfortability, comfortability with potentially being lied to as long as the lie is the correct milligram levels of dopamine. It is quite possible that as a society, we have become varying degrees of professional liars, not so much to the people around us, but to ourselves. I'm not stating that every single person who reads this or even on this planet is a downright garbage person, but I have zero problem admitting just how flawed of a human I've been up to this point in life with absolutely no perfection ability in sight. Sign me up for that sentence, too. With that said, I've had many times while publicly attempting to be different in the world, attempting to be different in the world. Let me try that again. With that said, I've had many times while publicly attempting to be a difference in the world where I had to remind myself to not th take things personally whenever my presentation of information was successfully disassembled. A reoccurring thought I've had about this concept is the concept of ego death and how society continues to coax people into their own gods instead of actually having faith in God. A good friend described it perfectly to me when he said that the world creates a void in your soul while offering earthly desires to fill it therefore creating dependency on the world to keep providing them. Wow. A good friend is a good friend indeed. Described it personally to me when they said that the world creates voids in your soul while offering earthly desires to fill it, therefore creating dependency on the world to keep providing them. I believe a major factor with this issue has to do with how the internet has become essentially a reality simulator. For example, we take offense to words on social media that were created with the lowest energy imaginable to type out as if we had a knock on our door and then greeted them with being yelled directly in our faces. I'm sure we can all agree that nearly all rage interactions online would not play out in real life. Hell, people nowadays even have problems making eye contact, let, let alone, eye contact, let alone going to war with words while standing face to face. Mm-hmm. Now that I've laid some groundwork for you to hopefully be picking up what I'm putting down, it could be wrong of me to not it would be wrong of me not to address a side note that comes with this social infrastructure consisting of avatars and follower counts. I don't care how much you tell yourself that it doesn't matter how many followers you have or notifications blowing up your phone. The system's impact itself is unavoidable. How many times have you seen someone say things like, well, I'm just a nobody with X amount of followers, or you only have X amount of followers, you must be a bot, or anything similar. Similar. How many times have you seen people, or perhaps even yourself, believing something blindly because of a high follower count said it? 
What about people stating their digital resumes as a sign of flawlessness? Now I'm definitely not saying that anyone with a top tier reach, reach is nefarious, but I am trying to prove the point that social media is the social credit score of our time. <laughs> that. There's so much to this that I, I, you could almost break down and make this whole thing a show. Yes, you could. I mean, that sentence right there. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. Freaking fire, dude. I'm trying to prove the point that social media is the social credit score of our time. Ask any content creator how they feel when the next video doesn't do nearly as well as the previous ones, or if they feel some kind of way when the live viewers noticeably decrease. Imagine a preacher who who, uh, typically has a congregation of, let's say, 500 people, but on a random Sunday morning with attendance happens to be 250. There could be a variety of reasons like weather, illness going around, holidays, etc. But if it happens two weeks in a row, what about three? I'm sure the preacher could easily internalize the problem and consider it their fault. <laughs> yeah. Now take that same formula and apply it to live streamers or notification interactions, except now the attendance is based on having the endless competition of the entire internet in a time zone becoming more and more popular anyways, which att- which already attempts to condition us to have goldfish levels of attention spans by granting us a false sense of omnipresence. Another issue that stems from this digital environment is the ability to take advantage of it, to present a facade that is welcoming to those who would otherwise avoid those types of people like a plague, like they're a plague. I have zero desire to give any examples of this because a lot of the time the conversation goes sideways and becomes a hubris thunderdome with opposing beliefs or communities at war with each other. It's not my intent in writing this to smear whatever names or entities that might be going through your head about this right now. That's for you to work through and to decide if it's true or not. This is such an important statement. It doesn't, because something's being said and, and you identify it, doesn't mean that it identifies as you. It, it's such an important statement. Anyways, I do, however, find it detrimental that even the attempt to discuss the issue on a public forum is met with outcries about causing division or infighting. I get it. A tribe will almost always come to the defense of their chosen leaders and feel noble in doing so. However, we cannot deny that such hedges of protection are hiding spots that ill intentions can thrive in. Couple this with my previous thoughts about using the internet as emotional escape, and to me, it becomes a little more understandable as to why toxicity occurs in a multitude of corners throughout the interwebs. What a fire paragraph there, Methods. Besides addressing what I consider topics that are much avoided and long overdue, there actually are some positive takeaways I've had with that. I've had with this that I wanted to say for the end in hopes that you truly consider them in order to evaluate in your own life. First off, I've learned that I should not only step away and truly develop my own opinion outside of the collective, but I should also value it enough to not blindly give it away to those who don't respect it. I can become it can become a practice in futility when people sometimes listen to only for a chance to speak. An unpopular opinion is still an opinion, not something that should be decimated because it's uncomfortable or counteracts the opinion that one wants to believe. Another thing would be to remind yourself that the internet isn't real life. Yes, online activities can have real world consequences, but you weren't born with a phone in your hand or a Wi-Fi antenna for a reason. 
something I've become a fan of reminding myself about is to check my levels of digital consumption as compared to me living life offline. How much natural dopamine I create for myself by setting real world goals and accomplishing them instead of my self-esteem and mental state being dependent on whatever the black mirror presents to me. I think, I really think we are losing the ability to respect our own species because we are constantly looking at them to fill the void, like a jester who is there for our own entertainment and anything short of that is considered almost criminal. Yes, there are these bots and trolls intended to disrupt your internet experience, but you can't forget that a lot of the time the person on the other side of the internet connection is just as human as you, who also goes through their own trials and tribulations. Maybe they are looking to escape life for a bit and also vent or take out their own frustrations online, being a wounded animal instead of a beast foaming at the mouth. Regardless, I implore you to consider how much time and energy you put into the world and ask yourself how much of it needs to be put into being a well-rounded, better version of yourself. I remember being told growing up that I wasn't going to be the main person I would be around my entire life. I, 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 was, I remember being told growing up that I was going to be the main person I would be around my entire life. So I should probably try to level up that person as much as I could. I also ask that you consider regulating how much digital intake you have compared to having original thoughts and individual accomplishments. I play that re- that you're reminding yourself that you are just as important as anyone else, even if you feel like your phone screen is telling you otherwise. Man, I'll I'll go ahead and whoever wants to hop in, I'll pause for a sec. Wow, he encompasses so many of the experience, uh, the experiences that I've had firsthand here, and the parallels are insane. Like I said, I could. I could spend the whole two hours breaking down this paragraph by paragraph and and talking about synchronicities and the guy's just phenomenal with words in in his the way he thinks his processes and perspectives are are crazy. But the whole it it, it almost like led me down a dark path. Uh when I first read it, I was like, you know what? I need to step away. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. that impactful. Yeah. Um, and as an empath and you start relating those words to yourself, uh, the way that it's intended, I've really had to like look inside myself and separate his experience from my experiences. And um, he's not wrong though. I mean, limiting the amount of digital intake and and the other side of it is we've all been in the we've all had these thoughts or or at least been in some version of this seen this right it's just from different perspectives yeah he's so he's so good at like making his perspective relatable to i feel like anybody who reads it that's what i mean like it's all encompassing for each personality type it's crazy it's crazy sorry What were you saying, Jen? Oh, I was just agreeing with you. I just said absolutely. Any other kind of random thoughts on before I go ahead and play the uh, seven minute um, No More Idols? Uh, just well written and uh, appreciate that because I used to write some myself and similar writing styles, me and him. But uh, yeah, so fucking true with the 
social media being a social credit score and the feelings that you get with that and you know people's perceptions just being what they are their their perceptions it's not based in reality most of the time but anyways go ahead Oh, hey, you want to you wanna hear me, too? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, let me get the link out there for you guys. Um, I know you're probably out there lurking somewhere, brother. Appreciate you very much for everything you do for all of us. And um, no more questions, where's M3? <laughs> He's everywhere, man. I'm very disappointed because I... Um, uh, my my life revolves around you, and if I don't have you in my life, bro, I, I just don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I want to preface this video with a request that you prepare yourself to view this conversation through a very particular lens. A perception where you set aside any emotions or knee-jerk reactions that may end up blurring your vision a little bit. Consider this coming from a very wide stroke of a broad brush that crosses way beyond any specific situation, and I have zero intentions to fill in the blanks on that, as that's for you to evaluate within your own orbit after allowing yourself the opportunity to be objective. I suggest challenging yourself by flexing your ability to think outside of your day-to-day -day tunnel vision. As far as the rest of this opening statement goes, my final plea is that you forgive the random rabbit trails I go down due to a lot of thoughts spiraling in real time. I guess the best place to start would be asking something simple. Have you ever met someone after some time of looking up to them in one way or another? Maybe a celebrity, music artist, or some other inspiring talent? Perhaps someone in your local orbit that you admired or respected from a distance. Then by happenstance you ended up face to face with them. I know the old saying about meeting your idols and all that, and I also know sometimes people turn out pretty close to as awesome as you imagine them to be. But what about being underwhelmed or being brought back to reality that they're just another human doing a job to acquire the life they want? I have an example that comes to mind that happened to me a little over 20 years ago that to this day, I remember it so clearly that I feel like I could almost step right into the memory and relive it beginning to end. To keep the story short, I basically grew up spending a lot of time around the indie underground music scene and even have the failed garage band checkmark on my resume. But this particular memory comes from early on in that phase of my life. You know when you find a new genre of music for the first time and fall in love with it like it's encoded in your DNA to resonate with? And how you always seem to have a place in your heart for those first few bands or artists that introduced you to that world? Well, one of mine ended up headlining my first music festival I ever went to. I highly respected the band, especially the drummer since he was widely known as the brains of the operation, basically being one of the catalysts that would shape the style of music for years to come. Now as luck would have it, my buddy and I ran into a band we knew that performed earlier that day and had to leave before the festival ended for another tour date. So they offered us their backstage free roam passes since there were dozens of bands and we would just blend in. This happened right before that main headlining band I looked up to was set to perform. So we were able to get ourselves in that small crowd you sometimes see on stage behind the band, which is typically other musicians, friends, girlfriends, etc. 
sure enough, we were standing right next to the drum set that very same drummer was about to use. I remember it feeling so surreal as I was able to get the other band members to autograph my hat, leaving only the drummers left to get. However, he was running late and that's why I was able to talk to them in the first place, so I didn't mind. About five to ten minutes later, he walked right onto the stage without saying a word to anyone and just sat at his drum throne, made eye contact with the rest of the band, counted off, and then just started the show. Straight-faced, no expression. Now don't get me wrong, the set was epic. One of my favorite experiences within anything music-related. At one point in between songs, he even turned towards us to ask which song they should play next. Now granted, in like the most monotone voice ever, with zero facial expression, then just went right back to business. That actually made me feel more comfortable to ask him for his autograph after the show since we had already interacted, and I was literally five feet from the guy. But during the fading of the last song, when the singer is doing the typical we're so-and-so band and thanks for coming out, I watched the drummer pick up his phone and drumstick bag and walk right off stage in the exact same manner he showed up, and I never crossed paths with him again. Now I'll get more into this topic later on in the video, but I will say to wrap up the story is that I didn't necessarily think less of the drummer for being how he was. I mean it was his job to perform the music and he fulfilled his role. But I did leave feeling differently about him than I did before. Now recently, I've spent a lot of time outside of my typical routine travels around the internet. I decided it was probably a good idea to not be consuming the same types of content all the time since doing that is basically asking for the negative ramifications that's implied when you hear the words echo chamber. Especially when you're concerned by the trend of rising tensions and decreasing respectful acceptance. To be honest, it made me curious about if other environments were trending the same way, regardless of what magnetic interest that drew them there. Now I feel like I should caveat by reassuring that I went out there with zero intentions of finding a new tribe like some type of free agent checking out the market, as part of my mission was to learn how to better avoid being consumed entirely by the aspects of one in general. I also was intrigued with being on the other side of the coin for a change. The silent lurker with no name or resume that's just there to observe. Kind of like how back in the day when being constantly online wasn't a thing, so you just people watched during your travels out in the world. One of the major beliefs I have that is now even more solidified is how important it is to be able to respect differences of opinion without bringing emotions into the equation. Especially when listening to opinions being championed within other ecosystems that oppose my personal views. I noticed how easily it would have been for me to get frustrated and up in my feelings over hearing others speak so differently on topics that I typically have hardline stances with. Even more so whenever they openly mocked and ridiculed the general population of where I've digitally resided for years. It made me realize just how normal it's become to consider anyone that is not thinking like you as the enemy. As something that isn't human anymore and must be either destroyed or exiled. I imagine you are thinking of examples of this in your own world, but I assure you that throughout my experience, this occurs in many genres of thought circles and is more a societal thing instead of a particular side of the Great Divide. The repetitious nature of mocking or embarrassing outsiders through headlines like so-and-so owns, destroys, mic drops on who or whatever, seems to have created a culture of this being normal. Now, I personally see the hidden hand at play here 
because keeping us at war with each other is how we got to the dumpster fire we are witnessing now, especially with all things in what we consider to be the information war. I'm definitely not the only one who has noticed how headlines and other various aspects of any platformed content have been overtly weaponized. Now I get that the marathon battle between what's true and what people want to be perceived as true is full of fatigue, seeing as how much of the content is presented in a way to get us to act out of emotion, therefore being easily manipulated for whatever agenda is behind it. To be fair, it's a proven business model that has unfortunately become the norm. It works, especially if you don't care about how it causes confusion or infighting or other similar ripple effects. I fully understand the necessity to represent common beliefs or interests to align oneself with a targeted audience, as far as content creation goes. Sometimes it even corners them into being a slave to their audience over the demand for more of the same. It also makes me wonder if we have conditioned ourselves to appreciate others speaking our minds for us on mutual interest out in the world. How the system is designed to trick us into a beta stage of thought so we become dependent on others to say or do something that you would feel good about yourself doing instead. Like giving the keys to your dopamine releases over to others. Which brings me to another bullet point I have when it comes to comparing and contrasting worlds is how internet societies make it really easy to believe something just because you want to. I get it. Most communities come together because of common goals and interests that the majority believes, so it outweighs any dissenting opinions. However, something that concerns me is what could happen whenever someone hyper-focuses on the collective beliefs, while shutting out anything that could and probably should bring into question whatever hill they are choosing to die on. I guess a good example of what I mean by being hyper-focused would be when I got my first car. My dad gave me a decent budget to go out and shop, so I spent a lot of time researching and ultimately landed on one. Now outside of the newfound freedoms that comes with that situation, a main memory I have from back then is how I started noticing that exact make and model just about everywhere. It was like the manufacturer must have been giving them out for free. I bring this up because I ask myself if the biggest liars we face in our lives is ourselves. When we are deprived of outside perspectives and thought processes, I believe it becomes counterproductive when trying to level up in order to be the best version of ourselves out in the world. Maybe it's a pride thing, or perhaps being protective of our own mental comfort zones. But I wonder about how we have tendencies to become defensive over anything that opposes the reality that we've decided to live in. I have these thoughts whenever I see people being written off with claims of division or labeled a variety of titles that on its face seems quite dismissive. How many times have you watched someone or you yourself just lay out the best available facts, or at least a highly notable counter to someone's claim, only to watch the conversation devolve into shadow boxing reply threats? I do want to mention before I forget that I always try to remind myself that no one bats a thousand and will sometimes have flawed perceptions off of limited or blatantly false information. I just wish we could see things that way first instead of immediately touching gloves. It's okay to be wrong, and I know that all too well, but I think what we choose to do with the experience within that moment is such a teachable situation that we shouldn't just put all our resources into fighting over still being right somehow. Now I know I may only be in my 30s, but I definitely remember a life before the internet became so intertwined in our lives. So I was able to witness the evolving digital society throughout my life. 
trading in real life encounters and what God intended for us to gain from connecting with each other in person. For a simulated version that is shaped by those who align with the powers and nefarious intentions of the world. Like how the introduction of social media brought private friendships and connections to the forefront, essentially forcing our social circles to interact or at least be much more educated on how the rest of our orbit lives. The clashing of personalities and beliefs, all with the free use ability to bring down judgments and condemnations from anyone so inclined to interject themselves into the equation. A big problem with how the system is designed is the creation of subliminal hierarchies through levels of engagement and the perceived necessity to follow those that are followed by many. A utopian facade where one can easily become addicted to their own praise due to a seemingly never-ending flood of thumb clicks meant as virtual cheers, sometimes even for just existing. Even the best-intentioned person of influence is constantly faced with the need to keep themselves humble and not be tempted by the high that comes from doing whatever thing their audience wants when it doesn't align with what they would do organically. This is not intended as a black pill about every single person who ends up shining a little bit brighter than the rest. This is about how the system can corrode not only how we treat or think about humanity, but also ourselves. It's no secret that day-to-day -day life has become increasingly tense and sometimes overwhelming by design, in my opinion. So escapism is the carrot on the string that leads us right into the web. Pun intended, of course. Feeling helpless or ineffective or lonely in the real world versus the endless potential of social media simulating the remedies in order to lick the wounds of those offline struggles. When the system is predatory, both by design and through ease of access for those hunting for prey that fit their agendas, I cannot stress enough how important it is to respect and sharpen your discernment skills. Something I look back on quite often whenever I consider my resume is just how wrong I was about some public figures, especially in politics. Now that's not a blanket statement that I now denounce any previous support I gave or flags I flew throughout the journey, but more so about specific situations where I hadn't given the time to fully observe track records or empty promises meant for nothing more than sound bites and fundraisers. I bet it doesn't take you long to think of at least one example of a politician or leader that ended up leaving you disappointed in them and frustrated with yourself for what feels like energy wasted. One of the ripple effects caused when realizing that the person or group you were looking up to aren't what you imagined is how much harder it is to find a replacement to trust. And actually over time I have witnessed a much more pessimistic approach towards those who were vying for influence which to me is ultimately a much better approach in certain situations as compared to blindly trusting just because they haven't done something questionable yet. Even though the double-edged sword of that is an increase in friendly fire within even the purest of well-intended endeavors. One thing I want to mention is that I fully understand how it can be fruitful and thought-provoking to have others articulate various topics of interest that you connect with. Although I will add that it's worth attempting to understand counter-argumentative situations just in case your original stance on the subject needs to be revisited a little bit. I've actually been trying to focus on doing that more often. Because sometimes my opinion or belief's origin story was born out of limited information, while my emotions were in control of the wheel at the time. Now as I work towards wrapping this up, you may be asking why I'm even talking about all this. To be honest, it's been something that's weighed quite heavily on my heart for a while now. 
You know when you have that urge to do something that you just can't let go of or ignore? That's been this realm of conversation for me. Go ahead and feel free to look around through the lens I've been attempting to describe in this video, and then draw your own conclusions on how you feel about it all. My main goal here has been to give some food for thought that hopefully motivates you to spend more time thinking for yourself, and become less dependent on others to do it for you. Become something strong and steady enough through natural means that can combat the negative energy that can show up as a wolf in digitized clothing. Remember, you are so much more than whatever online street cred you have, and don't let anyone or anything persuade you otherwise. Until next time, much love. Much love is, is right. Wow. Just, um, I don't even know what really to even say. <laughs> Just freaking fire, man. And it's, um, it tells you he's been really been lurking and it's, and it's eating away at him. What we, what the vision of this was is, is what I respect you fallen and, and Sean and others for trying to bring back to what the vision of this platform was. And it, and it always was to foment and to create a, a, a family of people that could discuss important topics of the day or to, or to find, uh, put together people where we could find truth wherever the rabbit hole leads us. And, um, I know it's been weighing on, you know, the, the thing is, is that the family is strong. It's just, there is the elephant in the room. Right. And, and so, um, you know, there's been a lot of that discussion recently, um, following with it, you've been involved in and others. And it's it, so f kind of from your perspective and Jay, your perspective of kind of seeing this from the beginning and how it was all in the beginning to where it is now, you've seen the transition as well. And it's, um, it's, it's gotta be weighing heavy on a lot of people. Cause I know it's weighing heavy on me. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, we get so lost in what really matters. Um, the the little side fights and division is it's not doing anyone any good and um we're all here for a reason and we're all kind of similar in ways because i mean obviously or we wouldn't all be here we there was something that drove us to be here and do what we do or to participate in chat or be a streamer and there's so many good hearted people, just good freaking people here. Um, and the, the little, okay, you don't believe in flat earth, man. It's okay. Um, you're wrong, but move on. And people fighting for cloud or I think, I think a lot of it was animosity when more channels came on and then, you have fighting for times and numbers and you just lose what's yeah. what matters. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I recognized it right out the gate going around. Cause it was like a slow process for me jumping. I, I really wanted to try to get to know each channel before I opened myself to going into somebody else's and kind of understand the message and direction and i just saw all these people with amazing beautiful perspectives and and methods is right and 
it's really hard to to not take the things personal uh to agree to disagree at times but in the end that is ultimately in my uh opinion the only way forward is is to come together and get back uh i guess you would call it the true north try to find that true north and and just take the most brilliant minded people and get them off of the the materialistic the it is it's it's about the message it's not about the followers it's not about the numbers and i do realize that people need to make livings and stuff like that but there are ways there's where there's a will there's a way and i have a will and i'm certainly trying to find a way to bring it all together and i'm doing it more so in the background these days than um you know coming out and having these kinds of streams but uh yeah just you know one one of the things that i regret over this journey is is becoming so hard lined in in my way of thinking now when i say that I say it in an activist standpoint, not personally, right? But as an as an activist or as a fighter, um, <laughs> once I, you know, you you convince yourself that once you have the answers for this, that, 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 this, and that, and that, that then then don't even question it, right? And don't waste the time going there. But you met by by taking because because you had to take that stance on Twitter and and against the the um the the forming narrative of these really sneaky leftists right because they will they were they, and especially when the bots got involved in in political debates when the, where there was good debate like there was a time on twitter where you could actually have a really good debate with respectable non-check marks or check marks um and and they would engage with everybody if you presented an argument or a debate in a intellectual manner right but always what would happen is a bot or an agent would step in and emotionalize the discussion so then at oh, that point Jesus. you right at that point people like me who are activists are, are not going to allow you me you to create an emotional um this or, or turn a, a, the abortion debate into emotional and then i become in your fucking face right mm -hmm. and so do they and it doesn't it was it it's not as if this is how we all are it is how we were programmed by social media to act to be defensive immediately um and to just think that all opposing views is a bot or an agent like they they went hard on us for years guys like and it's kind of weird now that you're talking about it Abe, just reflecting back and thinking like they did they they damn it we were trying to deprogram and they programmed us again yep. they programmed us to be defensive instead of welcoming they programmed us to first fight and uh ask questions later i don't know dismissive uh yeah just and to an extent i agree with with some of it like the flat earth you brought that up jay i, I believe that that conversation can have it but we can have that at a later time regardless to how you feel about it 
when somebody wants to talk about flat earth, I have no desire because ultimately that does not affect in my purview, the things that need to be changed. Uh, it, as, as far as a, a priority, it's so low. Uh, that's for like yeah, a fun it night. It was a bad example. Yeah. No, I but just... it's still, that's, that's no, that's a great example because that's sometimes that's what just people are like, people that are just finding out that things aren't the way they are. They they're so excited to talk about these new ideas to them. Right. That's about a, it's stuff that some people have heard. Some people talked about for decades and centuries, but for them, it's a relatively new concept. So they're excited and they want to talk about it and they want to present their information. And it's like, to what methods was saying, even if you have, the ability to present that information, it ends up turning into a fist fight because you've got two opposing forces, the unstoppable and the unmovable. And if you can't switch directions or at least stop at some point and agree to disagree and move on to something that's more prevalent, it just turns into angst and ire and toxicity. So it's really about just trying to figure out what is important um, having separate times for those conversations. If that's your thing, don't have the conversation at all. Um, you know what I mean? It's just trying to figure out and prioritize things, uh, in my opinion, that needs to take place Yeah. to find that direction, the true North and, and the page that we should all try to be working to get on. I completely agree. And, and that's when I, when I try to, focus that's that's what i try to see what what is what is am i going to talk about today what am i going to do today that's going to affect the mission <laughs> and i have been singularly focused on that to the point of if you're in my fucking way get the fuck out of it and i have i have severed some some people relationships with people that i respect and love because of that and getting in in you know, um, it's not it's not as if I, I dislike the people. It's just get the fuck out of my way. I don't have time to talk about flat earth right now. We're in the middle of, a, you know, a major war here, major information war. There's a much more important things to talk about. Um, Z Patriot, who behind the scenes and for a long time has been a listener to the show and is also an opinion I has helped guide me because his, his opinion's very different than mine on a lot of different things. So he bounces ideas off of me. And I get that that's what he's doing because the way that he presents the ideas isn't, did you hear what so-and-so said today? And I got to sit there and spend the whole show debunking one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. He says this, the Patriot, when the mission becomes as a burden, it's our goal to revisit our foundations, learning about our craft, sharpening our spears. This is important. Warriors are always learning. This refreshes us, reminds us of our oaths, and sustains the efforts. Burnout is real if people refuse to take the break. Pur pursue other activities. Live. The war will always be here. There are many battles ahead. Warriors need to rotate in and out. Take this to heart. Well, I can tell you this, the Patriot. I am going fucking nowhere, no matter who says the the right advice. <laughs> it's gonna I'm gonna have to fight through this battle and and I'm going to. And I, I just I don't have 
it's just going to be hard and I'm just going to have to rely heavy on this, on the family to get me through it. And you guys have helped me get through the last three months and four and going on four. And I now I got a month ahead of me where then it's go time. So, um, I just can't, you know, I never expected my personal life to have to be come down to talking into it a lot as part of the show. That was never the intention. It just kind of happened. Anyway, Sheikha G, the people in this movement have saved my sanity, maybe my maybe my life, even my church. People around me don't know what is going on, and they aren't open to understanding. In this movement, I float over to whoever seems true. Some have disappointed me, but even with them, some I just wait and see for what comes around. That's some great comments there um shika hello hello um alita um shika that was um it was weird when you dropped out i missed you uh methods um if you're out there looking listening she says um it was weird when you dropped out i missed you but i remember how crazy things were when you dropped off each has their own journey and each much much must find their way through that journey the best way they can see see fit i i added that last part of it to it but yes great points i know that's exactly what you were trying to say shika uh great comments over there on um foxhole and you guys are out there um just taking it all into there's a lot to take in there and i and i really appreciate the time and effort that um that he put into to doing that piece i think um you know the the idea of i remember somebody saying somewhere it was kind of funny i can't remember what it was but someone was like hey you ever tried to create an anonymous account and just go send ideas in different areas and see what happens and i'm like i have freaking no interest i'm not i have no interest in in trying to hide. Right. But the, the reason why that, that discussion came up is because then you realize just how, um, you, you know, how intolerant we've all become And part of the programming that the reason why the weaponization of the government by the CIA using f- uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchats, all of these things. The reason why these things were created was to create that environment of, of, of an avatar where, where you become this, your world becomes wrapped in the online world. And then COVID was weaponized as a control mechanism and then also to further show how, show how to divide us. Um, Wow. Thank you for the, uh, coffees. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the coffees there today. I appreciate that very much. Um, but, but part of the story that hasn't been told in the story that I've been trying to tell on my channel and to my Facebook audience, if I'm, if they're even getting a chance to see what I'm posting is, is how Facebook by, um, censoring truth further created divide using the same tactics that were used, you know, when we were having the actual good debates and when they put this weaponization into play, it's, it's a very important discussion. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You're hitting the nail on the head. I, I said that and then immediately started thinking about hammers and anyways, um, <laughs> I don't want to derail that. Straight to Paul Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. Stop the um, hammering. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I try to provide an example. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. I thought you were done. No, no, I was just going to say something more awkward. Go ahead. Oh, well, we like awkward. Yes. Um, I tried to preside, pro- provide an example uh, of a person who, while I, and you guys, I, I'm preaching to the choir with you guys, but for anybody else, 
I'm trying, I'm being a person who, while I'm not the most knowledge and versed in, in the goings on of the world, I'm trying to present my journey on live stream when I sit in with you guys and the process of absorbing information, being a conscientious objector where I feel a point needs to be made, uh, not stepping out of my lane. Uh, I try at least try not to put out false information or misinformation. Uh, the things that I can attest to, I try to speak uh, with it confidently and really just show people if you're not sure um you can still be impactful and and influence others by being genuine and and true to yourself and using the proper discernment that we've all supposed to supposed to have been sharpening for the last at least several years some people are just jumping in and then trying to find that balance between OG and uh, new blood, you know? So really there's a place for everybody. And while I still don't know exactly what mine is, I'm trying to present the process in a public forum. If that makes sense. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I, you're I'm just going to shut up. Just what method said, you know, if we all start with none of us really freaking knows what the hell's going on. If we just start with, we've all been duped and, and just instead of, um, we told you so. I mean, I, Scott Adams is, is, he feels betrayed because he didn't open his mind to what I, I he used to follow me. So we used to interact all the freaking time and not, and just in sub, um, not directly as much, but you know, sub tweeting each other and stuff. Right. And so I would drop a little information here and there. And then all of a sudden he blocks me. Right. So that is not Scott Adams fault. <laughs> That is that is a control mechanism that was put that was weaponized by our government to create division in our society and is very effective. And, and then once you weaponize it even further, you can you can really start to target specific groups. And this is some of the stuff that we've talked about too on the channel more recently is um, how they can hey, they can dial in. Okay, get, get, how can I? What's your average white thirty year old divorced? Um, nurse think what's your, what's your 50 year old ex jarhead um, who's now divorced, think, who's now divorced <laughs> think, right? Like they can literally use AI to, to weaponize target demographic. Yes. To target yeah. that demographic. They do. And they do. That's why when yeah. you put in your birthday, like why do, well, they need to know your birthday. So, they can prevent, you know, kids from seeing stuff. No, what race they don't care about that. <laughs> they want to know your birthday. So everything you like goes into their system and they look at your data and they put you in to all these statistics and they use that to target you with ads. They use that to target you with programming. And uh, it's crazy because we all kind of know this and it's like subconsciously in our minds, but how often do we, while we're looking on social media, actively think like what I'm seeing is not what's all out there. And, and Abe, you brought up a good point with the whole blocking thing. Yeah. And, and instead of being forced to see opinions that 
you don't agree with, we just, we can just delete this person, you know, from existence, from our, in our world, their existence is gone. Um, yeah. And we create our own echo chambers that way and don't grow at all. Well, and then that person becomes victim to whatever circumstances they're caught up in because they've now lost access to valuable information. And that's a whole, wow, that, that's a whole rabbit hole that you could go on there on an individual level. But now what is Scott, the, the guy that just apologized and said, or well, I don't know if he apologized, but said that the, the anti-vaxxers are wrong. He's now projecting his lack of discernment on the anti-vaxxers. It's, um, it's a half hour thread, but it's freaking fire. Um, the, the whole is again, this is weaponization. This is not what people actually think, but they insert these ideas into Twitter and other places. And then it, it becomes, yeah, yeah. Why didn't, you know, it, it gives somebody an out instead of having to take personal responsibility. And we all know the left in this country has very little respect for personal responsibility. They would rather obfuscate and, you know, lie to themselves consistently. And our culture as a whole is more <laughs> lie, lie. That's why I love what method said today. Are you lying to yourself? And, and so there's this narrative now today that's being developed, but it's, they're all missing what kind of we're talking about today, which is why I'm glad we are kind of pivoting here because if you, if you use the same th discussion that we've been talking about, about how the government weaponized this and then created the division and now has pushed us even farther, this is the part that Scott Adams is missing on this as, as well. It is not as if it is somebody to blame. <laughs> There is nobody to blame what happened here. There's, it is the weaponization of our government to try to, to overthrow the Constitution. I mean, that, that's what it is, and that's why we're all in this fight. But anyways, Scott Adams asked an important question, which for the common man, the answer would have been that to survive the flood of current alchemical campaigns, you need to have some healthy skepticism of people and institutions that have been repeatedly dishonest and manipulative. He says this, I literally want to know how the people who were right knew it in advance. They know, but won't explain it. Now I've already answered this question, asked an answer. So I ain't going to go explain it to you again. And if you had been listening, you would already know. Anyways, the reason that I knew what was coming is because I simply knew I had previous knowledge that crisis event would be created and that the public health would prime would be the primary means by which the constitution and liberties would be suppressed. I began to publicly warn nearly every person that I could conservative, liberal, and in both in and out of my faith and community that a massive coordinated plan to fracture the West was in play. And that open society, the world economic forum, the UN and the CCP were behind it. Jackpot. Not many. And by the way, Putin is taking advantage of it. Not many were listening 
Most were highly skeptical, but when it came to explaining the evangelical church, in particular, the elitist reformed variety, was going to assist in the move to disrupt and dismantle the United States, I was met with scorn and scoffing. I was called a divider, a rumor monger, a divisive man for stating that the evangelical elites were bringing in critical race theory and infusing the church with critical consciousness. I explained that this was all for the purposes of revolutionary action. Now, we, the recent discussions that we've had on the channel, again, we've talked about how the Jesuit church in Argentina was overthrown. We talked about how the Vatican in 2013, 2014, 2015 had a Vatican coup. We've So th this also plays into all of this. This would ultimately lead to balkanization of the United States and West, the development of the fractured feudalism, hyper-localism that would eventually dialectically lead to supranationalism. So he talks about his, I'm not going to read much more of this. His first conference for sovereign nations was on October, sovereign nations was on October 31st, 2017. I had only a few evangelical friends that were willing to show up and speak. I also had little known guy by the name of, uh, by the name of the address of the conference, the identity and Marxist lie of white privilege, Jordan Peterson. How long is this? Dr. Um, Peterson's online self-help program, The Self... It is an hour and 11 minutes. Um, so I'll get this link out there to you guys if you want to. I might go back and watch that tonight. I'd be interested to see what he had to say back then. Um, at the time, I had pr proposed to elevate others that could address the central issues that we'll be facing us over the next 13 years. Identity politics, systematic change, technocratic authoritarianism, neo-communism and fascistic integralism, theosophic... What is that? Theosophic singularity. Theosophic, yeah. What's theosophic mean? Do you know? I'm going to have to look this up or what? Like theology, you ah, know, is like the study of religion. Makes so. sense, yeah. Uh, okay, so, but sadly, I had few Christians who would initially stand with me. In fact, most mumbled under their breasts about the pressure from Moeller, Duncan, Keller, and the TCG types that jump on board their in intersectional train, but no one would address the issues publicly, and thus the Christian church would be silent about the issues due to the pressure from the tribe and the demands to be loyal to the de facto leaders of the community. So, again, he goes on about this discussion, which is, again, an additional angle of all of this that is part of it, but I, 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 it, it's informative and perspective wise, as far as the discussion we're having. So can you, I don't know who, who can get me back on track to, to the COVID part of this, the control mechanism, and then this, you know, reaction by Scott Adams. Uh, uh, um, so, so he's asking the question of, cause he was obviously wrong cause he was pushing the vaccine and, other dumb stuff he, he thinks, so he's asking he thinks that people won't explain to him how we knew that this what was going to happen with the whole covid thing and he thinks that we didn't try to explain it to him so he's feeling victimized because we didn't explain to him what was happening <laughs> yeah he's he's pr essentially projecting his lack of proper discernment his because yeah, people were go ahead sorry no, that's, that's it. That's uh -oh. it, right? <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, the thing is, and I get it because I come from a medical background. I'm assuming he does. And that's why he thought he knew everything. And that's the problem with a lot of physicians that I encounter and uh, just a lot of people in the medical field in general. A lot of them 
believe the science they were taught. And so, yeah, some of it's real, but it's like they they still believed what the CDC said and and all this stuff. and, And it was hard for them to separate themselves from it. And so... Yeah, I'm sure he's very confused and lost and wondering, like, well, how did you guys know? And uh, why won't you explain it? Because um, he doesn't want the people that were right to actually feel like they were right. He just wants the people to think um, it was happenstance or luck or you just wanted to have an opposing view and it just happens you were right. No, Scott Adams. People aren't as dumb as you think they are. Well, and it's what's weird is he was talking about having information privy to this going down, but trusted the. I just don't understand. He sounds very uh, contradicting. Well, and, and again, maybe now, he didn't see. Now the 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 bots, and I, this might be why um, Elon tweeted out something's very wrong because the bots are weaponizing that argument still and, and they're making it to be like, it's a, it's a thing. Most people don't, don't, aren't going to be like, why didn't you tell me? Right. I don't, at least I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. It's very strange. And I'm thinking like, what did you miss? Like, you know, whenever we all discovered like, Hey, in 2019 and like October of 2019, uh, the world economic forum came together and they had this all planned out and Klaus Schwab. And I mean, did he miss all of that? Cause that's where a lot of our, uh, you know, hands down 201. That's why I didn't fuck with this shit. Yeah. That's where a lot of our decision uh i can't think of words right now but that's uh, we came to the conclusion that this was all orchestrated kind of because it was and it was out in front of our faces and klaus Schwab told us so and <laughs> bill gates and we, we had all i mean did he just not see ted the bill gates ted talk about if we do a really good job with vaccines we'll uh you know lower the population by 10 to 15 percent uh did he just miss and just not watch any of these things like why should we have to now explain while we had our eyes open and seen what was in front of us that i mean that that's the answer we seen what was in front of us and we listened to it because it was there because the, luciferians tell you what they're going to do and there yeah. is a very evil part of this society that i probably if, if you asked um if you asked scott does the de- is, does evil exist is there such thing as the devil or evil i i would be curious to see how he would answer that because i don't picture sky adams being a highly faithful religious person maybe he is i he's he's not outwardly anyway um, but well, and back to this bot thing, just real quick. It'd be curious to hear because I think I was I saw it on uh, either Pinata's show or on a panel the other night, where he was questioning why is the mainstream media placing the blame on? Why are they now talking about uh, the bio labs and the gain of function stuff? Whereas it seems like they're trying to shift blame. We know that they're trying to get ahead of shit always. Uh, is the bot the why didn't they tell us uh, an attempt to try to shift the blame and focus on 
a entity or group of entities and off of another group of entities? People trying to save their asses, but throw somebody under the bus, potentially? Speculation. No, you're you're right on point. And, and that's exactly what it is because, you know, the, the truth is, is there's, is what we know about the COVID leak, the origins and the rest, how this actually happened is that we're, I don't think we're ever going to find out the truth. Not unless these, these, um, and maybe even if these committees stand up and try to get to the truth, I mean, that we don't, we don't live in a world, in a society where we're allowed to learn the truth. It seems like, you know what I mean? No matter what the topic. Yeah, Definitely. Anyways, I hope Scott Adams will, um, maybe I'll send the show to him <laughs> or you guys, are, you guys are on Twitter to send it to him and have him listen to the show and it'll get, maybe it'll give him some, some perspective that will, um, have a light bulb go off because, you know, I always respected his opinion because I mostly disagree with everything he said, but I respected the angle that he was presenting it and it helped me form uh, my opinion on topics or be, or be more, um, open to the different perspectives and allow that to, in, in, We've gotten away from that. We and it's not an accident. <laughs> it's not an accident. No. It, it is the weaponization it, of our government. It's not a bad idea. Now that Twitter seems to be more accepting to the narrative, the actual narrative. Um, but when you think, when I think about that, it, it I like I, my stomach turns in knots because of how hard it is to get through to some people that are privy to that but not privy to other or uh, willing to accept other information within the movement so you take somebody like a scott adams who by all accounts kind of seems like he's pretty bullheaded uh he's probably not going to shift until it's the right person that presents him with the answer to his question in my opinion yeah it's very true it is um, anytime you, you've debated somebody in person or that you love or tried to show them ideas that you love, you know they at a, at a certain point they shut down and they have to, you, you, can't, you just can't break through at that point, right? And so um, you're right. It, it has to be a different way of it being presented, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't even, I doubt Scott, Scott even remembers retruthing me, but whatever. It doesn't, or retweeting me. It doesn't matter. That's not the, that's not what the discussion is about. The discussion is we were separated by weaponized government. That's the, that's the point. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I feel like playing this just because it's, it's kind of freaking hilarious too. And just to fit into this discussion, if, if one normie happens to get a chance to watch it and I, and I say that with respect, I say that with respect, that is not a disrespectful statement. Um, we don't know what to call you. <laughs> we don't know what to. Yeah, we we don't we don't label. So it's just a a way. It's, it's an affectionate way of saying bless your heart. Um. <laughs> so uh, Kanika Kanikoa, how's how do you say his name? It's Kanikoa. Kanikoa. Okay, I'll say it. I, I like. That's yeah. That's how I pronounce it. Kanikoa the Great. All right. Well, then I'm gonna keep it up with the with the nickname of Kanika. Um. <laughs> put this out there today and it's so good that it's just worth throwing it into the show here today. Check. Oh, you guys want to probably hear this too, huh? Um, all 
All right, check this out, guys. A little, uh, it's it's two two and a half minutes, and then like another three minutes after. But it's so good. Are, are, do, why, why? How do these people get elected? The Senate report found that some of our voting equipment is and vulnerable to exploitation by a committed adversary. So tonight, let's talk about our voting machines. November third, twenty nineteen. Technically, computers and computers, of course, are hackable. And it can be far easier to control a machine than you might expect, as this hacker demonstrates on a model currently used in at least 18 states. All they have to do, this bad actor, would be to open up this machine by pressing this button right here. When it's off, removing the card reader, removing this, you don't need any tools to do this. Unplugging this, again, you don't need any tools to do this. Turning it on, all you have to do is pick this lock here with a ballpoint pen, open this up, press the red button, and we're gonna let it boot up here. Just click cancel and okay. And now I have full admin access, under two minutes. Holy shit. That should have been a lot more difficult. Professor Ed Felton of Princeton performs an exercise every election day. He drives around Princeton to various polling locations and he follows the prominent signs that say, voting here days before the election. And then he takes photographs of unattended voting machines just sitting there. And that's for him to document that anybody can walk up to these voting machines and anybody can manipulate them and nobody will know. So to recap, I've now shown you how to hack voting machines in less than two minutes and how to find unattended voting machines. Are the Harris County voting machines connected to the internet? Never. So is it ever connected to a modem? Nope. Well, the, no, I say that. It is a secure modem where we dial uh, to an old-fashioned uh, landline to the, uh, one of our four drop-off sites. But that's the internet, Stan! <laughs> you literally just described the internet! So, some machines that officials insist don't connect to the internet actually do connect to the internet, and even some machines that don't connect directly to the internet are programmed with cards that have themselves been programmed on computers that connect to the internet. The truth is, every voting machine can be tampered with in some way or other. If I may quote an extremely upbeat axe murderer, pretty much everything is hackable. <laughs> Oh my! I think we played this. I think no this, didn't this go around when this, when he did this in 2019? Oh my god! Yeah, this fucking oh. hackers find vulnerabilities in voting machines all the time, and we've not always been great at responding. A Finnish man named Harry Hursty once found one of the most severe security flaws ever discovered in a voting system, and he alerted the company who made the machine. They created a patch to fix the vulnerability, which is good. Unfortunately, while they put the patch out in 2006, we know the state of Georgia just never installed it because a recent court case found their machines had not been updated since at least 2005. They'd essentially been hitting the remind me tomorrow button on a critical security update for over a decade. Meaning Georgia's election systems operate at the same level of technical proficiency as every dad. <laughs> Things have gone wrong. In one local New Jersey election, a husband and wife were both running for seats on their county's Democratic committee. The DRE machines said that they lost, but they were in the unusual position of actually knowing that that was a mistake. I knew 33 of the people that voted for us and we lost 33 to 10. 
and I knew that that wasn't the case. The results had been switched with those of their opponents. We started calling people that we thought we knew voted for us because it was just in this district of this township, and we know everybody in this district. It's true. That woman literally went around and got signed affidavits from people saying that they had voted for her, which means one of two things. Either the machine switched the votes, or people will sign anything to avoid a face-to-face -face confrontation. <laughs> oh, hi, Cynthia. Yes, sorry about that election. I was really sad because I totally voted for you. Was that? You want me to affirm that statement under penalty of perjury? Well, that definitely sounds better than having this conversation, so fine. <laughs> I'll sign anything to get you off my fucking porch, Cynthia. <laughs> but the fact is, unless you happen to personally know everyone who votes for you on a paperless DRE machine, there is no way to verify the results. It's a pretty good case against them, which makes it, frankly, completely insane that New Jersey not only still uses them, but plans to keep using them for the 2020 election. And it's not just New Jersey. In 2016, 20% of voters voted on paperless DREs, and an estimated 12% will use them in 2020, meaning 16 million Americans spread out across all these states are set to be voting on machines that pretty much everyone agrees are deeply, deeply flawed. And if they malfunction, there could be no way of knowing, which is absolutely terrifying. Because what we have to do here is obvious. It's so obvious, in fact, even this guy understands it. One of the things we're learning is it's always good. It's old-fashioned, but it's always good to have a paper backup system of voting. It's called paper, not <laughs> highly complex computers. Paper. And a lot of states are doing that. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. That's it. He's just all the way completely right. Oh, man. Uh, just a good little laugh. And a what good does that remark. person say now? Yeah, I was just going to say, can we slap a 2021 uh, uh, timestamp on that, please? And then resubmit it. No, we have to live Groundhog Day till further notice. Ah. Yeah. Because the, the I don't know, who is that person? John Oliver. Okay. Is he a leftist? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, um, yeah, they also, and it was like an HBO or whatever. They made the Democrats made a whole documentary and it's wonderful documentary showing you like the ins and outs of how easy these machines are to hack and everything. And I think it was around 2019 as well, or might've been a little earlier than that, but yeah the memory hole sucks you right in mm -hmm. and it's um it, you know part of all of this too is t twitter allowing us to have these discussions right again and not only just twitter but that's also showing how how deep the tribalism really is and it's I, that's why i think a lot of us are just praying so much because i mean we're in a us as a society are in a very precarious spot where if we can't find a way to talk to each other, it's freaking even really over. <laughs> yeah. And this kind of goes back to a conversation from long ago where it felt like truth was a setup hub for us to exchange information, build up a, 
and and pilled foxhole these other platforms to present organize and go out to twitter as everything is becoming unlocked and if twitter starts its fuckery again we have a fallback now right does that make sense yeah well I, t twitter is is um fundamentally flawed at its core and elon is probably learning today that his only option is to rip it up and completely start over. And I don't even know if he understands what kind of undertaking that is. I mean, the, the, the core foundation of what Twitter is, is a, is a, is a DARPA project. It was designed to be infiltrated and be used by governments around the world. Um, bottom of the hour here real quick. Let me hop in here and say some thank yous. Average Joe. Thanks brother for the shades. J bell. Thank you for the can Sean Joe. Thank you for the cookie. Mark. Shumati, great to see you out there. Uh, Pleep is full in the house. Paulie, what's good, my friend? Thank you. Thank you. I just want to compliment the writer. A very nice piece. Yes, Methods is top notch. Well, you'll get to know him more in the near future. No doubt about that. Um, classical chick. Who cares? Punky Custer. Um, so comforting hearing Methods' voice transported right back to morning coffee and chill therapy sessions. <laughs> Indeed, I, he they he, they used to have great discussions. Him and Zach too. Um, you know, always it. it it's weird because you, you you develop these like friendship uh, relationships that you never thought you would make with online avatars in a, in an avatar world, and it's and it's weird how all of these connections are being made in this world, and it's that it's beautiful to watch. To be completely honest, Judy the Lady Pug, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's up, too? Good to see you out there, Duda Man and Ben Q Lurkin. Thank you guys very much for the love today. I appreciate you guys very much. Everyone over there on Rumble, how are you guys doing over there today? Still hanging out there, lurking, lurking, and listening. JD Rich in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Hope all is well on your end. Alita, great to see you out there, as well as Sheikah. Much love. Please hit that thumbs up button over there. All the lurkers over there on Rumble, much love to you guys. Twitch crowd, Z Patriot, much love to you. Thanks for uh, your, at your, um, you know, adding to the discussion on Twitch that is um, strategically well done, my friend. And, and it's weird because, you know, Twitch, I, it's, I, the audience was growing like crazy, and now I can't break through on Twitch again. It kind of sucks. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Uh, DLive, same, same with you guys. It's funny how that works over there, too. Anyways, um, checking in on uh, some random stuff here today. What do I have? Uh, let's do a little bit of a news blitz, and I think I have one more semi-interesting discussion to have, maybe. Uh, real quick yep. before you get into that, uh, I'm going to close out my stream. Everybody go over to Uncensored Aids. Tell them Fallen sent you. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. In about 15 minutes, I'm going to have to bail out and go pick up my daughter. Uh, uh, 25. I, I probably got till 4. So with that in mind, take it away, Abe. Sounds good, man. And thanks for uh, the the dual stream today. I know you got a lot of projects you're working on in the background. I'm looking forward to seeing what you got coming up next. Much love to the Fallen oh, yeah. fam out there. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Have a great night. Day. Whatever. <laughs> Wherever you sure may it's be. Great. <laughs> Whatever you may be. All right. Uh, the court's decision represents a victory against authoritarianism. Yes. In uh, California today, um, the, court, the, the courts are just all corrupted. All judges are corrupted. We're never going to win. We're always going to lose. 
This is in California, my friends. Courts slapped down California's attempt to muzzle doctors who dissent from the COVID groupthink. And this is an example of why it was so important for President Trump and Mitch McConnell, even though we, have, we all have our issues with Mitch McConnell, the work they did to, to transform the uh, judiciary and the legal system in this country probably is literally the biggest thing that helps is going to save us going into the future for sure. Um, half a million strike in the United Kingdom as cost of living crisis bites. Of course, they always label it as something, right? It's the cost of living thing. There's food problems and the rest. And um, yes, I was just trolling and, and trying to crack a joke because you can't have fun in this world. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> It was an attempt at a joke, but whatever. Um, half a million people stopped work over pay in Britain on Wednesday, leaving transport networks paralyzed and thousands of classrooms empty in the largest walkout over a decade. Very interesting as happenings all around the world. This, I think that comes up to what? Probably 20, 30 countries who have active protests <laughs> happening around there right now. Our southern border is being overrun at the numbers never seen before or even close. 251,487 encounters in December, says President Trump about two hours ago. Uh, a record by quadruple. Uh, this is an invasion. There is no country that can afford or sustain the cost like this or even close. The Marxists and communists who allow this to happen are crazy. Our country is being poisoned to death. Yes, Sir, we are. Also today, an Iranian illegal immigrant on the terror watch list was captured um, by Texas uh, DPS near the southern border. How many days of this year do you think this has happened? Is this a, just a random occurrence? Well, Fox News actually did a report well, we on it. share some numbers with our viewers. Stunning stuff. Uh, Bill just referred to them. Terror watch list suspects attained to the border since the 1st of October, 38 Fiscal year 22, 98. Now we've got these numbers of the gotaways at the border in the past three and a half months, roughly. Since the 1st of October, 304,000, which averages 2,472 a day. They come into our country, we don't know where they go, and they disappear into our cities, our towns, and our states. What's your message today in D.C.? The message is there are real threats coming across that border every single day. And this mass migration that the current administration wants to caveat as just asylum seekers is providing cover for the cartel to bring in all these other threats. I think Bill hit the hit the nail on the head. Your viewers need to understand this was this individual was caught by Texas DPS. That means it was a gotaway. But that 300 plus thousand, those are the known gotaways. We haven't even touched on the fact that there are hundred mile, hundreds and hundreds of miles of border completely unpatrolled every single day because agents have been pulled off their enforcement duties and they're processing these immigration cases. Uh, the cartel now has an endless supply of human beings to throw at the border patrol to keep them overwhelmed. And we have no idea what or who is coming into our country. And that is clearly on the back of the Biden administration and their policies. I want to talk about fentanyl as well. We know that you know 300 Americans a day are dying from fentanyl poisonings. And this is call for number three here. The seizures at the southern border are just incredible. 14,000 pounds in 2022. And just through December, again, this is that fiscal year from October to now, almost 10,000 pounds. So we're, we're on track to possibly quadruple that number. What do you think the committee will talk about today? 
Well, I hope, again, they talk about what we don't know, what's getting away. Those seizures, they're, they're amazing numbers, but th that's the known. I was talking to uh, somebody in the Border Patrol recently this week, and they said an entire station's enforcement that was shut down. That station is now processing immigration cases when they're normally out on the highway running checkpoints, and they had almost a seizure of narcotics every single day. But for the last couple of months, they've been putting zeros on that board because they haven't even been allowed to leave the station. Mm. So my worry is the bigger those loads are, that means the cartel is more confident that those loads are going to get away. And we need to be talking about that. Clearly, you see all these deaths across America. We're not stopping all of it. we got to do something about that. Sir, good luck to you. Maybe in the guys that Scott Adams might listen to this show again, because I do respect him. He um, has lost, I believe it's his nephew or was it his niece from fentanyl poisoning. And, you know, so he is um, under the guise of reality. The news is fake and the war is real. It is not an accident to anybody who might be listening out there that there is so much chaos being caused in our society right now. It is literally an attempted coup of the United States of America. Absolutely. And fentanyl is one of those things where it's so prevalent. It's so, is it, didn't it just take the number one killer or something like that in America? No, there's no way that's possible. It's well, getting there. It's getting there. And luckily there are multiple people spreading multiple messages. Cause if it's one of those things and it needs to be, uh, not just addressed, but somebody with great knowledge on the subject, uh, tackling that head on and making it their prime point. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, the, the message can only get out there as far as it can go. Right. Um, where, where are you? Am I still shooting? There you are. <laughs> um, to, uh, to wrap a ball around this point and why this is really important. An interesting story in KCAL Los Angeles today, bringing it to, bringing it home human trafficking hundreds of people have been arrested stand by one you guys cannot hear that uh, let me see here let me boost that audio for you guys because that's way too low um i'm gonna have to go probably way up way up keep yourself muted for a second follow The war against human trafficking. Hundreds of people have been arrested, and police have also rescued a number of victims. KCAL News reporter Cara Fenstrom is live in Elysian Park with more on Operation Reclaim and Rebuild. Cara. Amy, this operation started back in 2014. They do it every year. It is a week-long statewide crackdown on human trafficking. And today, one of those involved told us he's helped victims as young as 11 years old. There is no such thing as a child prostitute. In our city, kids are being raped 20 to 30 times a day. At Zoe International and Saving Innocence, we cared for 489 youth victims of sex trafficking in LA this past year alone. 
incredibly disturbing and the operation underway this week which included law enforcement agencies from across the state did lead to 368 arrests 131 victims being rescued statewide uh, and six of those victims sadly juveniles the officers involved said they went to streets and motels known for prostitution also into massage parlors i asked chief michael moore who was here what has changed in the years since this has been underway and he said there's a much better understanding of the victims involved. Uh, and we would look at those sex workers as a, in a criminal manner. And today our effort is to look at them as what they are, which is victims. They're being exploited, uh, sometimes by force, uh, by threat of death. And most of these victims uh, in this year's operation were told were women in their 20s. Uh, one story that was shared, Amy, a woman who was afraid for her life, continued to be dealt with in human trafficking, uh, sold for sex. They have gotten her off the streets, getting her some help, and she is now being reunited with her 10-year-old son. Oh, that is great news. Thank you so much, Cara. And that's really what the border is about. And that's why so many of us who have been trying to tell people like Scott Adams about the truths of um, COVID are been screaming about the border too. Yeah, absolutely. And I wish they would talk about the children. Seems like all the mainstream media news uh, pieces are just about the sex workers, never about the darker reality of things the exploitation and and the rest indeed um that is the uh, worst part of it um those that wanted those threat those threads out there um i think z patriot did i here's the uh thread with uh the scott adams stuff in it and um i don't know if you guys are watching social media but it's pretty hilarious to watch um i mean i guess it's, it shouldn't be hilarious but it's it's i guess scary to watch um, how they're still able to manipulate the discussion on social media. Um, okay, we got that one done. What else did I have here today? How much time we got left? 15 minutes. You got to go pretty soon? Are you good to, you good to the top of the hour? Um, I'll let you. Oh, I got 10 minutes, and I'll let you do your closeout. Cool, cool. So anytime you want to hop in here with a quick comment, you're good to go. Maria. Uh, oh, crap. Now you are that I turned it down. Sorry about that, guys. Um, Marine recruiters try to get members booted over vax mandate re to, to rejoin the Marine Corps. My beloved Marine Corps discharged 3,717 Marines for refusing to take the vaccine. And now you have Marine recruiters trying to pull them back now that the vax mandate has been um, pulled back. Marine recruiters are sending out texts to former members who left active or reserve duty over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, asking if they would like to rejoin now that the Secretary of Defense has overturned the mandate. I'm wondering how many of them are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely want to go um, back into the military in its current environment. Um... What yeah, else? no, that's that's a good point. Uh, now that it's been thoroughly vaginized, uh, good luck. The pussification of America is nearly complete. Uh, a friend of the of the family, um, Lauren Bobert, um, was um, in a committee yesterday, and I'm sure many many of you may have already seen this, to, or to even have dialogue through witnesses. 
differences with members on the, uh, the other side of the aisle. This rule change actually facilitates debate in committees, something that I've found coming as a freshman, we do very little of in committees. Getting up and giving a hug to Ashley Babbitt's mother, who was in the back of the uh, audience, obviously, here today, while they are over there talking, they just they just like to talk, man, and they just keep fucking talking and then talk, talk some more. Meanwhile, Ashley Babbitt's mom is there looking for some accountability, which I hope and pray that she gets. Sika G, these people love their traditions and institutions. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, Foxhole crowd, how you guys doing out there today? Austin was forced to overturn the mandate. It apparently was an omnibus bill. Gotcha, gotcha. RP4, I'll get to see you out there. Um, I, I guess, yeah, the, that, that semi-trolling thing did not go over well. I, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Get a fucking sense of humor already. See the bigger picture. I'm sick and tired of freaking beating around the bush. Israel intercepts rocket fired from Gaza. That happening today as well as some happenings in Pakistan. It, it appears as if that infiltration that was happening in Pakistan through, I believe it was China. I don't know what's going on there, to be completely honest. I think nobody really does, but there's some crap happening in Pakistan today too. Um, I guess uh, after the alert, the, the rocket was shot down. So there's that today. Um Emerald, why did you... Oh, this. Um, tweet of the day. They are not predicting another pandemic. They are planning another pandemic. Tweet of the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everybody uh, send that to Scott Adams. <laughs> right. Um, it's now obvious that America's elections are rigged. We have FBI agents in the cyber division posing as election directors in Arizona. Her name... Corey Lorick, Arizona's state elections director, was hired in 2021. Hired is the right word. Yep, that's definitely. <laughs> so um, maybe that uh, bigger picture that we've been discussing is will break through to some people out there, I hope. A Virginia man was arrested last night on criminal charges related to alleged transportation of images depicting sexual child abuse of children. Um, court documents, James Gordon Meek, 53 of Arlington, was, initi was initiated from a investigation led by Dropbox and ultimately received by the FBI Washington's field office's Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Force. That led ultimately to the court-authorized search of Meek's residence in April of 2022. Members of the task force were... Um, Law enforcement sees multiple devices that allegedly contained evidence of transportation of images of child sexual abuse. Um, Meek is charged with transportation of child pornography. If convicted, he faces minimum fine of five years in prison or a maximum of 20 years in prison. And the minimum for this being five years is a fucking joke. Garbage. Where was this at? Where, where was he captured? Uh, Arlington, Virginia. Uh which, you know, which is uh, D.C.'s backyard. Right. They would want it low there, wouldn't they? Yeah. So a very, very interesting one today that's been going around the, uh, the Internet regions that's been highlighted today. So I'll help highlight that one as well today, too. All right. Let me um, from there. That's pretty much everything that I had prepared because I figured we'd have just a hangout session here today. And I'm waiting 
to see if there's any Kerry Lake news. Has anybody seen anything from Kerry Lake today? It was supposed to have the, the thing today, and I don't know if there's any leaks from it, but I'm going to do a dig right now real quick and see if I can find anything. Nope. Nothing. Nothing for nothing means nothing. I certainly appreciate you having me on. I've been trying to, you've put the offer out there so many times to open the calls, and it always seems like I've got something going on. Uh, today was awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you hung out, man. It was. Uh, I know you had some work that you were doing in the background. I know you were just kidding, but I'm up for it anytime. I seriously. Hey, and confirm, can confirm, being in this call, for me, and, and this is just speaking for me, it's twice, three times more impactful. I'm more intent listening not falling asleep. Uh, so yeah, sorry. Sorry about that, man. I, I got, <laughs> I, I got to find a way. I got to find a way to, to I, maybe harden my voice. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> yeah. It's not you. It's me. Guaranteed. It's, uh, it's anybody's show I go into. If I sit too long and listen, I just start to that. But yeah, I, you know, for a long time, man, I thought about cutting out 20 minute segments or just doing 20 minute uh, shows throughout the whole day, just finding a topic, throwing it out there every 20 minutes. And that's it's something about wanting to add to what I do, but um, life keeps just smacking me upside the head. So uh, I'm with you and we can brainstorm, dude. I'm, I'm down. I know that uh, Sean just recently offered to do something for Joe. I, you've been on uh, my list of things to get around. I could help you do some intros or. Fuck, even J Bell, she's good at little intermissions and, and stuff like that. And I hate to put her out there like that, but I know that she'd be okay doing it. Um, yeah, a little flare or something. Just if you're interested in change. You know I, I, I mean? need flare and I need change. <laughs> I don't have enough pieces of flare on, that's for sure. I got you. Well well uh got a couple projects here, but we'll talk. Um and if I may plug uh, my Sunday show. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Uh, are you doing more tonight as well? And then tell me more what else you have going on out there, bro. Uh, sounds like I might be hopping in with Sean and on. Uh, he's got a show at 6.30 PST, 9.30 East Coast uh, with Amazon. Kind of getting back to our roots where I certainly got my start um, in the foxhole. So that'll be cool. I'll be in after my daughter goes to bed. And then Sunday... Uh, Dodger co-hosting, getting his uh, feet wet, uh, giving him the reins, so to speak, to get comfortable being a, a host of his own show, which will be upcoming. And we'll have special guest Defender of the Republic and Web Gorilla Matt, who's going to be talking about some upcoming things and uh, kind of the direction of Foxhole Pilled. And we're going to try to – got to talk it over with Dodger because I really do want him – to kind of take control and get comfortable uh, maybe some kind of call in and as you guys know my show rolls late late into the night sometimes into the morning so we'll see there might be some surprise guests uh, it's just going to be fun and, and casual and and hopefully informative on a different level uh, not in the information war but just kind of uh, future visions love it I love it. That's um that's exactly what we need, you know, is um branching out and and um finding different ways to to share the information, right? Cuz you know that's what that's what it's all about. I'm with you, man. Yeah, everybody has their methods of delivering and everybody has their methods of uh or preferred methods of receiving, but as long as we're all like I said, true north, we can get to that page, uh get as many people spreading 
the right message. I think we're heading in the right direction. But yeah, man, again, appreciate you having me on and we'll talk later. Sounds good, man. Thanks for joining the party. Appreciate you. Yeah. Have a good night. There you go, guys. Uh, a fun kind of impromptu uh, hangout session today that turned into a, um, a pretty good discussion, as it usually does. So I appreciate that very much for you guys taking the time. J-Bell as well, thanks for coming in to hang out with us. Uh, <laughs> I love when you speak up and just tell us what you think. They keep doing that, and um, that is uh, the best part of, of it all. It's um, more perspectives, more ideas, uh, definitely. I mean, we need it. <laughs> That's clear. Uh, let me check in with uh, President Trump here as we're getting ready to wrap the show up here today. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. What is he talking about here? Yeah, the um, will this guy get the death penalty for or for treason or an award for hating our country? The FBI caused big election interference. So much for the big lie. It's an all. It is an all time classic, Mr. President. Talking about McGonagall. Um, and then hopefully we're going to get, um, leader McConnell to push back against spending. He's going to have an opportunity here to show a backbone and to, to stand up for what we, the people want. So if you guys can put some pressure on leader McConnell, it's time to pull back on spending. It's time to, you know, bring a little reality to the world that we live in here and stop funding these scumbags through foreign Dollars. So hopefully we'll start to see that out there. We'll start to start to wrap the show up here today, guys. Thanks all for hanging out. Much love and God bless you all. Chris Sausage Launcher, AJ Sanchez, Alita, Shika G, thanks for the kind words and, and everybody out there that's been lurking and listening today. Much love. I appreciate you all hanging out today. Over there on Twitch has been a great crowd as always. Dr. J Blazer dropping the new sub on me that I missed yesterday. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Z Patriot, thanks for everything you do. Chris again, Brad in Wisconsin. Great to see you out there, as well as many other lurkers and listening on uh, Twitch today. Thank you all for being here. D-Live crowd, Kelly in Utah, much love. God bless you all. Thanks for being here today and the rest of the lurkers over there as well. And, of course, my pilled fam, you guys are the best. Thank you all. Please keep the prayers coming, and we'll keep having some uh, interesting shows. Tomorrow, I need your serious prayers. I need you to pray for truth for me tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be able to do a show. If I do, it'll be late tomorrow evening between 8 and 9, something like that, right before Joe goes live at 10 Central, something like that. If I get a chance to, I'm hoping to. It just depends on how tomorrow goes. So keep the prayers coming and hope for truth and pray for truth, and maybe uh, I can start to move ahead uh, to next chapters in my life. I appreciate you all very much. Thanks for being here today as you are. As many days as you can make it, lurking and listening, I know why you're out there, and I love and respect all of you for it. And with that, I want to say much love, and God bless you all. Thanks for being here today for another edition of Uncensored Dave. See you guys back tomorrow night, maybe, but definitely Friday. Much love, and God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.